Hello there. Welcome to episode number five of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce, your host. Like you, I love classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. Every episode, you'll hear some of the greatest comedy broadcasts in radio history, with some background information about each show. If you'd like to send us some comments about the podcast or suggest a show for an episode, head over to anchor.fm slash old radio comedy podcast and leave me a message. One of our listeners did just that, and today's episode will be featuring three shows that were suggested. We welcome your comments and suggestions, and listener participation is a great way for us to give back to our audience and get you involved with the programming for the podcast. Today, we're featuring three episodes of The Bickersons, a great old radio show that ran from September 8th, 1946 to August 28th, 1951. The shows were 10 to 12 minute sketches airing on NBC at the end of the Dreamtime Variety Show. They starred Don Amesh as John and Francis Langford as Blanche, his wife. Inevitably, the shows would start with John snoring in the middle of the night, and Blanche would wake him up and the feuding would begin, with Blanche's trademark arguments about his job, his wasteful spending of their money, his love of bourbon, or just general complaining about how miserable her life is because of him. John's defenses usually revolved around insulting Blanche or her family, which would just get her going even more. The show did migrate to television, with Lou Parker replacing Amesh as John, but it didn't last very long, about 13 episodes. Later, Amesh and Langford did a variety series together, the Francis Langford Don Amesh Show, from 1951 to 1952. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh. We'll be right back after this brief word from our sponsor. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. And now, three episodes of The Bickersons, right here on the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. The Bickersons have retired. Three o'clock in the morning finds Mrs. Bickerson wide awake and anxious as poor husband John, victim of a progressive insomnia or Farclay syndrome, a condition which causes the patient to awaken abruptly every two or three days, gives audible proof of his dread affliction. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thanks. Thanks, wake up. What's the matter? Turn over your side. You're whistling. I know I'm whistling. It's the only way I can stop you from snoring. No, it's just your imagination. I never snore. Go to sleep. John! Don't take it too lightly, John Dickerson. It's habits like that that wrecks more homes than drinking. It doesn't wreck my drinking. <laughs> Nothing to wreck your drinking. Is it any wonder we can't afford even the bare necessities of life when you squander every penny on that stuff? I never squander anything. I was cleaning up yesterday, and I found an empty bourbon bottle in the laundry hamper. What about it? I found another empty bottle under the icebox and two more empty bottles in the chandelier. That's where your money goes, isn't it? It is not. I never bought an empty bottle in my life. <laughs> I work like a slave to save a dollar. Never a word of gratitude. I spend half my life cooking your meals, and what do I get for it? Nothing. You're lucky. I get indigestion. <laughs> That's right. Complain about my cooking. Oh, I eat everything you give me. You didn't touch the rhubarb pie I made. Well, it didn't look good. What was the matter with it? Whoever heard of a pie two feet long? <laughs> well, I couldn't get any shorter rhubarb. I hate rhubarb anyway. I hate all desserts, and you know it. Why don't you quit wasting your time making them? The minute I stop making desserts, you'll start asking for them. I know you, John. You're just the most contrary person Frank, that ever... Will you please stop talking? No. Why not? Because if I stop talking, I'll fall asleep, and then you'll start snoring and get me up, so the only way I can get any sleep at all is to stay awake all night. <laughs> go figure that one out. Besides, I'm too sick to sleep. Uh-oh. I don't think I'll live through the night. I'm in such terrible pain. What's the matter now? I've got neuralgia or something. The pain starts in my temple and goes down my face and it jabs like a needle. Then I get dizzy and I feel as though I'm going to fade away. You say it, but you won't do it. <laughs> Why don't you do something for me and end my misery? I told you I'd die. Okay, put on the lights. The lights are on. Take off your sleep shade. Oh. <laughs> Where do you keep your stockings? Stockings? What do you want my stockings for? You want me to end your misery, don't you? Give me a stocking. John, you're going to strangle me. Oh, I'm not going to strangle you. Then what do you want my stocking for? I'm going to soak it in bourbon. It's the finest remedy in the world. John Dickerson, you're not going to tie any bourbon-soaked stocking around my face. You don't tie it, you chew it slowly. <laughs> Start at the toe and gradually work your way up to the top. Is that supposed to put me to sleep? No, but it'll make a pleasure to stay awake. <laughs> now, where's the bourbon? I don't want it. I don't want you trying out those insane remedies on me. All right, then, suffer. Put out the light. How can anybody be so unfeeling? Well, I'm sleepy, and it's after three o'clock. You won't let me help you? You just want to keep me awake, don't you? Why don't you admit it? I'm sick. But chew a stocking. <laughs> You wouldn't tell Gloria Gooseby to chew a stocking. Oh, now, don't start with Gloria Gooseby. Believe me, that woman knows how to get sympathy and attention. Blanche, can't I spend one day of my life without Gloria Gooseby? Is that why you've been spending your days? I forbid you to ever mention that woman's name again as long as you live. Do you hear me? And you know where I am every minute of my life. What time did you get in tonight? I got in at 2 o'clock. I went to a bachelor dinner given for your broken-down brother Amos who's going to get married tomorrow. We went all through this when I got home, didn't we? You didn't tell me what happened at the bachelor dinner. Nothing happened. Just a lot of men smoking and swapping stories. No women? No women. 
How'd you get the lipstick on your collar? It isn't lipstick, it's blood. I cut myself shaving tonight. You didn't shave tonight. Well, then I cut it yesterday. You put on a clean shirt before you left. How'd the blood get on that? I'm a slow bleeder. (laughs) Well, what are you driving at, Blanche? Don't act so innocent. I know all about these bachelor dinners. Don't tell me there were only bachelors there. There were all married men and only one bachelor, your brother Amos. No women? No women. Hmm. If you knew all about bachelor's dinners, why didn't you why didn't you make a party for them right here in your own house? Because I'm not entertaining this season. You're never entertaining. Maybe I'm not. Not as much as those dancers at bachelor dinners. Nobody danced. <laughs> all we did was give a word of advice to a young man about to get married. What was your word of advice? Don't. <laughs> That's just like you to discourage my poor brother before he gets married. He's got a lovely girl and he's a wonderful boy. They'll get along beautifully. What right did you have to discourage him? Oh, I didn't discourage him. Everybody kidded him. You hate being married, don't you? No, I don't hate it. You don't like it. I wouldn't say that. Why not, John? It'll only start another argument. (laughs) Why don't you let me sleep, Blanche? I have to get up so early in the morning. We'd be much happier if you'd talk to me more. Mel Shaw tells Louise everything that happened. What of it? I tell you lots of things that never happened at all. (laughs) You never convinced me. You just sat around tonight smoking and telling stories. I swear that's all there was to it, Blanche. Except after the speeches were over... Amos awarded a high silk hat to any man who could get up and say he never kissed any woman except his wife since they were married. Mel Shaw won it. Why didn't you stand up? Oh, Blanche, you know I look like the devil in a high hat. I don't know, John. You're certainly not the same man I married. Don't tell me there's a loophole. See, that's exactly what I mean. No matter how I try to be soft and pleasant to you, you'll always say some sarcastic remark and start an argument again. Well, I'm just sleepy. When we were engaged, you were never sleepy. All you wanted to do was hold my hand and stare at me. Mm. You said I was on your mind every minute of the day and night. You couldn't think of anything but me. Well, I married you, didn't I? What for? So I could forget you. (laughs) That's no lie. Here you are running off every night to smokers and bachelor dinners. Leave me here all alone with no friends. Oh, I never leave you alone. Let me spend the rest of my days in solitude, growing old and feeble. Nobody to give me any food and no strength to walk to the kitchen. Blanche. Why don't you get me a wheelchair, John? (laughs) Why don't you stop getting hysterical? Instead of of ten seconds, you made yourself 90 years old. You're just trying to start something again. Nothing would ever start if you didn't snore like a steamboat. (laughs) Can I help it if I snore? Yes, you can. Dr. Marvin says you snore on account of your windpipe. You have a flaccid trachea. And when you inhale, it flutters. Why don't you let him fix it? Okay, I'll have it fixed next week. You say it, but you won't do it. Let him fix it now. What? Go on, get up and let Dr. Marvin pull out your trachea. Are you out of your mind? Do you think I'm going to let that butcher bore holes in my throat? He doesn't bore, he just inflates it with a needle. I don't care if he blows it up with a bicycle pump. (laughs) Nobody's going to fool around with my trachea. (laughs) I, I never heard of such a thing. Well, go sleep in the kitchen. All right, I'll go sleep in the kitchen. And on your way, I want you to send a wire to Amos and tell him marriage is good for him. Now, wait a minute, Blanche. I'm warning you, John. If you don't wire Amos this minute, I'll get my face All right, all right, all right, all right. I swear you can think of more things to keep... Oh, oh, my knee. Put on the light. The lights are on. Take off your sleep chair. (laughs) Sending wires at 4 o'clock in the morning to... Hello, Western Union. I want to send a wire to Amos Badger. 
Terry United Nations Pool Hall. <laughs> yes, that's where he lives. Make it a nice telegram. Say, dear Amos, congratulations on your forthcoming marriage. You're doing the wise and sensible thing, and life will take on a new meaning for you. I only hope that you and your bride will be as happy as Blanche and I have been. I heartily recommend the serious step you're about to take. Uh, just a minute. You want to add anything, Blanche? Blanche. Mm. Hello? Say, P.S. Blanche just fell asleep. Stay single, you idiot. Sign John. Goodbye. The Bickersons have retired. Mrs. Bickerson dozes in fits and starts as husband John, cursed with the rarest type of insomnia in the annals of medical history, fights another losing battle during an acute stage of his chronic malady. Listen. Money? 
you're the one who wastes it. You throw it away on silly things. I deny myself everything. I save every nickel I can. How do I throw money away? Didn't you pay $22 for that fire extinguisher? Well, certainly. We've had it a whole year and never used it once. <laughs> I'll set fire to the house in the morning. Why don't you return it and get your money back? Okay, I'll take it back tomorrow. You say it, but you won't do it. Take it back to the store now. What? Go on, get up and take the fire extinguisher back. Frank, you must be out of your mind. It's half past two in the morning. Wake the man up. He has no business selling it to you in the first place. Frank, <laughs> sure as you're born, if I take that fire extinguisher back, the house will burn down. I wish it would. I hate this pest hole. My pantry is overrun with ants. Ants in your pantry. <laughs> you talk about wasting money. We could have had that lovely bungalow in Westwood if you hadn't insisted on buying an automobile. Oh, man's got to have an automobile. But that bungalow is only a stone throw from the bus line. Got no time to throw stones at buses. Blanche, <laughs> all I want to do is sleep. Sure, sleep your life away. That's the trouble with you. You have no initiative. Look at Mel Shaw. He came to California six years ago without a dime in his pocket. Mm. He borrowed a basket from a hardware store and peddled little statues from door to door. What do you suppose he's worth today? Nothing, and he still owes for the basket. <laughs> It's almost three o'clock. Amos has the right idea. He's in politics now. He's running for assemblyman in the fifth ward. He couldn't run for dog catcher. I'll bet he'll be elected. You'll see. He's a good politician. What do you know about politics? You've never even voted in your life. I did yesterday. Eight times. <laughs> Eight times. Amos showed me how. It's so simple. All you have to do is use a different name each time. We copied them off tombstones. A political ghoul. Now, you stay out of that racket, you hear me, Blanche? I think it's a wonderful business. You ought to go into politics, John. There's a fortune in it. I read only yesterday where some senator was put in jail for grafting $100,000. Why don't you do it? <laughs> jail for grafting? No, be a senator or something. Maybe your name is to be the next governor of Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you let me sleep, Blanche? You know we're going to have to be up late tomorrow night. What for? What for? Have you forgotten? It's my boss's silver wedding anniversary. Heavens, is tomorrow Monday? Yes, tomorrow's Monday. I'll have to put you out of your blue suit press. It's a formal dinner. I'm wearing my new tuxedo. It won't be here until Tuesday. It's here now. No, it isn't. It is true. I looked in the closet yesterday. Did you look today? I don't have to. Tuxedos can't walk away. I'll let Amos borrow it. That's fine. You what? I let the tough leader Amos. He's making campaign speech tomorrow night at the garbage men's ball. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't dare give that no good crap my new tuxedo. Don't you call my brother a tramp. Now, You've got Blanche. a lot of nerve, John Dickerson, to take such an attitude towards a man who's putting himself out in order to make life easier for his constituents. Blanche. It's a formal affair, and you can't expect him to attend in a business suit. But it's all right for me to go to a formal affair in my overalls, huh? Now, don't get hysterical. Oh, why do you do this to me? I saved for six months to get that tuxedo. I gave up. I gave up my lunches. I, oh, oh, my money. My $100 bill. What's the matter with you? Oh, this is the end. I had a $100 bill in the breast pocket. Where'd you get it? Everybody at the office chipped in to buy the boss a present. I was holding the money. Blanche, if Amos finds it, I'll never get it back. Maybe you won't find it. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> I'll be trying to sleep. They'll never believe me. I can't call him up. He'll suspect me. Probably found the money. Maybe he didn't. I'll wait up all night. Can't sleep now, anyway. Hmm. Never sleep another wink. 
Hello, hello. Phone's dead. It's leaking. Put down that bottle of bourbon, silly. Oh. Maybe it's me. Maybe, maybe, maybe found a... Oh, no. Oh, put the lights on. The lights are on. You're in the closet. Oh. Hello? Jacko? It is Amos. Thank you, Tom. Hello, Amos. Uh, are you dressed? Why would I be dressed at 3 o'clock in the morning? Well, I, I, I figured maybe you were making a campaign speech. How's my tuxedo? Does it fit? Sure, it fits fine. I had the pants shortened a little. Uh-huh. I don't think he found it. Oh, it's a swell tuxedo, Jocko. A nice roomy pocket. He found it. In the band. He didn't find it. Uh, did, you, did you try on the coat, Amos? No, I left it at the tailor's. I'm having it let out a little. What, what's the tailor's name? Quick. What do you want to know for? But it, uh, 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 it, it, it's the wrong coat. They, 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 they gave me the wrong coat. I'll take it back and, uh, and send you the right one. Oh, it's the right coat, all right, Jacko. It is, huh? You found it. What are you mumbling about? Nothing. How's the pockets in the coat? Are they roomy? <laughs> they hold enough, I guess. Oh, the reason I call is to tell you I won't be needing a tuxedo after all. Oh, you won't, huh? No, I'm giving up politics. I found an easier way to pick up some dough. That's better. He's got my hundred bucks. What? I was talking to Blanche. I'll pick up the suit in the morning. Okay, Jacko. Good night. Drop dead. <laughs> now what do I do? I don't know whether Chislet found the money or not. Oh, go to sleep, John. He didn't find the money. Oh, how do you know, Blanche? Because I went through the pockets before I gave him the tuxedo. Honestly, to Blanche? Of course I did. Oh, thank heaven. You've got the hundred dollars. No, I haven't. I bought a new evening gown with it. Oh. Good night, John. Your dishes and oh, how they shine. Shine without wiping in half of the time and look bright. Right. So don't you get left, get dressed. For dishes that shine even without wiping, get dressed. The greatest dishwashing discovery in 2,000 years. Dress, Procter & Gamble's sudsing miracle. Makes even your nicest glassware sparkle like jewels, towel or no towel. Get dressed in the bright green package. Remember, don't you get left, get dressed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bickersons have retired. As usual, Mrs. Bickerson tosses restlessly while her husband, John, insomniac extraordinary, presents this audible testimony of his constant wakefulness. Listen. John! John! What's the matter with you? 
You're making the most frightful noises. What's the matter? What's the matter, Blanche? Are you in pain? I've got a terrible headache. I haven't slept a wink. <laughs> You've been sleeping like a felled ox. Headaches. You wouldn't have such a headache if you didn't take so many cocktails before dinner. Why do you do that, John? Always, always do it. Why? No good to eat on an empty stomach. <laughs> Put out the lights, Blanche. The lights are out. How would you know anyway with that sleep shade on? Well, something's flashing in my head. Oh. Take an aspirin. Okay. Mm. Feel better already. How can you chew those things like that? Wash it down with something. All right. <clears throat> John Dickerson, you washed it down with bourbon. You lied to me. You got the lights on. <laughs> to keep them on. Sit up. I want to talk to you. Please, Blanche. I can't sit up. My head will fall off. Why do you always have to talk in the middle of the night? When else can I talk to you? You come home for dinner and bury your head in the paper, never a word out of you, and you tell me you have to go to bed early because you have insomnia. Well, I have. It takes me hours to fall asleep. It took you all of 30 seconds tonight. Well, this was a good night. Good night. John. <laughs> John. Mm. I went over to see the Marvin's new baby this afternoon. The beautiful child. Do you know their first one is over a year old? I hope so. <laughs> He's been walking since he was eight months. He must be awful tired. <laughs> I am too. Children are such a blessing. Mm. It's wonderful to watch them grow up. You'd be surprised how many childless couples are adopting children. I better have another aspirin. <laughs> Boy, have I got a headache. John. Hmm? Don't you miss the patter of tiny feet around the house? No, I don't, Blanche. Children are wonderful, all right, but you have to be able to afford them. All this talk of adopting... Of adopting... What the devil is that? What's what? That. Put the lights on. John. Blanche, don't tell me that you went out and... And it's only a dog, silly. I got a little puppy. A dog? What do we need dogs for? Where's the aspirin? Why, why did you get a dog now, for? Now, don't get hysterical. Where is that little beast? I can hear it, but I can't see it. He's right there in the bureau. I've got him in your shirt drawer. You put him in there with my shirt? He won't suffocate. The drawer's open. Blanche, you know I'm allergic to dog hair. Gives me sinus trouble. Where's the aspirin? You're just a big hypochondriac. You imagine those allergies like you do your insomnia. I tell you, I'm allergic to dogs. They make me... See, get rid of that thing. He'll whine all night and keep me awake. The man said if you... He'll keep quiet if you give him one of those worm pills. But where are they? On the night table by your bed. How do you give a dog... Where? <laughs> nothing here except the aspirin. The aspirins are in the medicine cabinet. Well, how can they be in the medicine? Blanche, what have I been eating? No wonder my headache won't go away. Why do you do these things to be sent for a doctor? Don't what? carry on so. If they're good for a dog, they won't hurt you. Go to sleep. Go to sleep, she tells me. Here I am dying from dog poisoning. My, my head is splitting. But she knows I'm allergic to dogs. Hides the aspirin and makes... I shut up! I don't know. 
so early. Never, never get another wink of sleep as, as long as... John. John. Gesundheit. I can see how much sleep I'm going to get tonight. We'll have to get rid of the puppy. And now you're talking. I want you to take him down to the dog pound. Okay, I'll do it on my way to work. You go in the opposite direction. Well, I'll go out of my way. You say it, but you won't do it. You better take him now. <laughs> what? Go on, get up. Take the puppy to the dog pound. Blanche, are you out of your mind? It's after two in the morning. They're open all night. Go on, get up and take him. Why, well, I never heard of such a thing. You know, I went to bed with a splitting headache, and I had to take a dozen worm pills to fall asleep. <laughs> you take the dog to the pound quick enough if Gloria Goosby asks you to. How do you always manage to work the conversation around to Gloria Goosby? <laughs> Shut up! Well, if you wouldn't shout so much, maybe the puppy would be able to sleep. Uh, what's the use? Good night. I thought it would be nice to have a little dog, especially when we move into our new apartment. Still have a year to go on this one. Our lease expired Friday. I renewed it yesterday. I canceled it this morning. <laughs> Amos is raffling off the apartment for me. That's a good idea. Amos is what? Amos sold 500 tickets at $2 apiece, and the winner moves into our apartment tomorrow. Oh, Blanche, no. No, I, I don't believe it. We'll, we'll be on the street. Amos said he'll find us a new place in a jiffy. Jiffy? Haven't you heard there's a housing shortage? Where will he find a place? Well, I bought a ticket myself. It's a wonderful chance. Lovely three-room apartment, large kitchen, big closet. It's worth two dollars, and we might get it. Get it? We got it now! I know, but even if we don't win, we get the thousand dollars Amos collected for the rest of the ticket. Look, Blanche, I gave the landlord a $1,200 bonus to renew the lease. So now I'm out $200, and I got no place to live. Sounds like pretty poor business to me. Why do you make such deals? <laughs> the trouble with you, John, is that you're too conservative. L- L- if you think up some of the deals that Amos has, we might be able to live as nicely as he does. Blanche, He's you... been living at the Biltmore Hotel for a year. He sleeps on a billiard table. <laughs> Look out, where's my slippers? What are you going to do? Let me get to that phone. I'll shoot you. Ooh, ooh, put on the light. The lights are on. Open your eyes. Oh, there's the phone. I know it's going to ring, and I want to be ready when it does. Hello. Excuse me. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. That, that wasn't Amos. Oh. But I'll get it, I'll get it. Amos. Hey, Jocko. What are you doing up this time of night? Packing, Amos. Oh. We're moving, haven't you heard? Well, aren't you going to invite me in? I'd like to look the place over. You mean... Yep. I won the raffle. Kind <laughs> of luck I ever saw. Who drew the ticket, Amos? Fair and square. I wouldn't take a chance having some pony draw it, so I drew it myself. <laughs> what a coincidence. Get out of here! What's the matter with you, Jocko? You've got a thousand dollars coming. And if you're worried about a place to live, I'll rent you the garage. You haven't got a car anymore. Get out of here before I hit you with a cleaver. Okay, Jocko, you don't have to get sure. And you better give the money back to the people you sold tickets to, or you'll have a lot of explaining to do. Not me, brother. You'll have to do the explaining. I'll tell them you won. Good night, Jocko. That guy will wind up on a chain gang, assured. Was it Amos? Who won? I did. Now, at last, I can go to sleep in my own bed without worrying. No, you can't, dear. The dog's in there. Ah, <laughs> uh, nuts. I'll sleep in the garage. Those were three episodes of The Bickersons, suggested by our listener, Amy. Thanks for the suggestion, Amy. I really enjoyed those, and I hope you did, too. If you'd like to suggest a show or a particular episode, please leave us a message on our webpage 
at anchor.fm slash old radio comedy podcast. Well, that's it for this time. Tune in next time for another episode of the old radio comedy podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Yay!